Welcome to the Heal and Awaken podcast. This is your host, Aparna. And today I want to share with you a very special story that had completely changed my life about 19 years ago, a little more than 19 years ago. And this is the story of my finding out that I had a tumor on my thyroid. So I was 30 years old and I was sitting with my son's great-grandmother. My daughter was not born yet. My son was only a year old. And it was in the afternoon, we were just chatting and um, I was sort of jutting my neck out in the angle in which I was sitting and she said you have a lump in your throat and I said no I don't and she said no you do go have a look so I went to the mirror and I discovered that I definitely had something sticking out of my throat um And of course, I was very fearful of what it was because I had just lost my father about um, eight months before that. And my mother had gone through emergency surgery. My son was a year old and I thought, what if I had a life-threatening illness that I would not be able to parent my son? So I did the standard thing that everyone does. I made an appointment with the doctor and the attending physician said, oh, you will likely never have children again because the thyroid gland affects all other functions of the reproductive organs. I didn't think much of it, um, but I went to the endocrinologist and she recommended that I get an ultrasound and also a biopsy. I asked her, why do people get tumors on their thyroids? And she said, we have no idea. But she said a lot of Asian women get it. So I got my ultrasound done. I was very, very anxious at this point. Uh, I wasn't able to eat. I was very fearful. And then I went to her office for a biopsy. Now, needles and I have never been friends. I don't like needles. In fact, I was terrified of any kind of procedure during childbirth with both my children that I decided I was going to have completely natural childbirth that I was willing to endure the pain and the discomfort plus I also didn't want my children to be filled with any kind of medication right at birth so I went in with this idea of all natural childbirth and I was able to do it successfully both times So here is the endocrinologist with a long, super fine needle to do a needle biopsy. And at that point, at the age of 30, I had 
just a minimal experience with meditation. Uh, so the only thing I knew what to do at that time of great fear was to meditate. And I didn't really feel the needle. I felt a little pressure. She used a numbing agent, but she was able to draw a whole bunch of fluid out of it to test it. And um, I got a call that it was, that there was no cancer. So it was a benign sort of mixed solid fluid tumor. She recommended that I take levothyroxine, which is a synthetic hormone. And I agreed with her. I brought it home, I tore up the prescription and threw it away. Now I'm not recommending that anybody who's listening to this do, do what I did. Something in me told me that I must not take that medication, but instead I need to really look into why I got this tumor in the first place, not just from a physical angle, but also from an emotional, psychological, spiritual angle. The endocrinologist also told me that I had hypothyroidism, and I disagreed with her because when I looked at the symptoms of hypothyroidism, I didn't present any of the symptoms. I didn't have uh, lethargy. I did not have weight gain. I did not have any of the classic symptoms of hypothyroidism. But she insisted that I take that medication for reducing the tumor or getting rid of it along with the hypothyroidism. So I decided to get a second opinion and I went to an osteopath recommended by a dear friend at that time. And I took my blood work with him and I took my son with me. And I, I was able to get my second opinion from this osteopath and he, first of all, he looked at the blood work and he said that she had misread the greater than and less than symbols. I know this happens all the time to all of us. But I still to this day at almost 20 years later, I still think about how much blind faith we put in other people, doctors, teachers, etc. We don't question. We don't question the not just the opinions, but even the findings. And we just agree with it and just do what we're told. And it is in our best interest to want to look into it further, to be curious, to learn more, to explore, to allow that inner hunger to drive us for our own well-being. So he told me that I did not have hypothyroidism because she had misdiagnosed me. And I told him I was not going to take the levothyroxine. And we talked about a series of um, lifestyle practices for me. And I have to add here that my lifestyle was very clean. I, have, I had never used any substances, drugs. I rarely ever drank wine. 
Um, I used to practice some yoga. I used to exercise. I ate a mostly vegetarian, <clears throat> healthy diet, so to speak. Um, so I was very concerned and confused by why I would get a tumor on my thyroid. Regardless, I was determined to get rid of it, to heal it. Uh, I consulted with a dear friend whose mother had recovered from cancer all naturally. And I began taking a supplement called Wobenzyme, which is a digestive enzyme. At that time, it was only available from Germany. Um, I think now it's more readily available. I, take, I began taking Wobenzyme. I began juicing. I used to juice twice a day and I completely changed my eating habits. By that I mean I gave up bread, I gave up white rice, potatoes. I mostly only ate lots of raw greens and cooked greens, lots of cooked vegetables and the juices had carrots and apples, ginger, some fresh herbs, always some greens, beets, celery. And I did that for three months. My goal was that I would make sure this, that this tumor was gone in three months. So every day I made the juice once in the morning, once in the evening. They were about 20 ounces each. And I also went and studied about chakras, the energy centers that are very important for us to know about within us. Chakras are vortexes of energies within our physical being. They're not actually something you can see, but they're energetically present in each of us. So I was very curious to know what the throat chakra was all about. And of course I wanted to learn about all the other chakras as well. But the throat chakra especially because that was the one that was affected in me. And I learned that the throat chakra is about speaking truth, self-expression, um, expressing my creativity, and being able to express my feelings. And I realized that much of my life up until then, my feelings were suppressed. Although I have always been a very sensitive person, and by that I mean I felt everything very deeply. And as I felt it, I thought about it deeply, I engaged with it very deeply within myself but I had very little ability to express it out into the world in my personal relationships, whether it was with my family or with the father of my son at that point. So much of everything that I felt and needed to share was held within. So obviously you can imagine some of it was beautiful, some of it was painful so everything was trapped within me because I had no voice. I had no sense of self-power 
or self-expression or even the willingness to want to share because all of it was so terrifying. So I had almost 30 years of accumulation of unspoken truths, unexpressed feelings. I do remember in my childhood I cried a lot. I was very, very good at crying. I cried from joy, I cried from sorrow, I cried from anger, but I wasn't really able to sit down and say to myself, I am very angry, I am very upset about this injustice. Therefore, I'm going to go and speak to this person and find a way to resolve it and find a way to make sense of it and heal it. Instead, I just suppressed it. I ate my feelings. I, I just swallowed my feelings. All of this was unconscious. I was not aware that I was doing any of this. So naturally, the body had to show me what I needed to see. I would say it was probably one of the most terrifying times in my life. From the time I found out that I had a growth on my throat till the time it was gone. In retrospect, I will say that I'm really glad that that happened to me because it was the beginning of my spiritual journey. It was the beginning of me knowing myself, wanting to know myself, even entertaining the idea of knowing myself. It was very sacred. It was very new and I had the support of my friend Nicole and her mom, Suzanne. This is in California. And they lived a very um, expressed life. You know, they lived very unique family, very beautiful people. And I learned a lot from them about life, about family. But I also learned a lot about myself from being around them. So I'm very grateful to them and if you're curious Nicole um, has a full Ayurvedic center in Sacramento it's called New Leaf Ayurveda you can look her up Nicole Wilkerson I haven't talked to her in many years but would definitely would like to mention her center So now it has been almost 20 years since this happened. The tumor did go away. In the beginning I would pinch it, I would poke it to see if it had shrunk. And I was so obsessed with it, it was driving me crazy. So I told myself that I cannot touch it, I cannot look at it cannot obsess over it but I should just do all my different sadhanas whether it was going to the farmers market making my juices uh, being willing to write my feelings and express my feelings and 
I, that's when I restarted my pranayama practice, which is yogic breath. My mother had taught me yogic breath when I was 16 or 17 in India. So I went back to it and um, became very interested in learning about chakras, reintroduced myself to yoga, asana once again. And this call from within for greater balance and greater healing is what led me to do what I do today. And if there are two things in my life that I've been dedicated to, one is being a mother, the other one is my undying interest in health, healing, and well-being. Not just for me, although it began with me, for me, it is for everyone that I come in contact with. Because I believe that great health, good health, is everybody's birthright. But it doesn't mean that we all know how to achieve it or how to bask in it, how to create it. So over the years, I became very involved in food, Ayurveda and food. I studied Ayurveda formally. Um, I studied all the Panchakarma therapies. I did the Abhyanga, Shirodhara and other treatments for a number of years. And I cooked for many, many people, hundreds of people over the years. To show them, to give them the experience of what fresh food does for the body. What fresh food does for the mind and for our prana, for our digestion, our digestive fire, our immune system. And even to this day, I love cooking and I love watching people eat. To me, it's one of the most satisfying things I can do each day. And over the course of 17 years or so, I noticed that I noticed something very interesting that no matter how much we ate organic fresh food and took all the right supplements, some people were just not healing. Their bodies refused to heal. In fact, it got worse and worse for some people, some of my clients, and a few of them passed away. And what I noticed in, my, in myself and in the people I've worked with is that no matter how much we eat the most amazing fresh food, if we're not able to digest life's experiences, if we're not able to process the things that we experienced, they settle into our body, they settle into our energy body and sooner or later disease takes hold unprocessed 
It's like not digesting a meal, eating 50 meals and not digesting any of them. We would feel really sick. So similarly, being able to digest our emotional experiences, our difficult experiences, sometimes even the pleasurable ones, the happy ones, if we don't process them, they just settle in. They become stagnant in us. To me, my thyroid tumor was a sign of stagnation. And stagnation is a slow form of death. Fortunately, I did not have cancer or any other debilitating illnesses related to it. But it was a huge wake-up call or an invitation by life. What are you going to do about this? What do you know about this? What do you know about yourself? And what are you willing to do for yourself? Those were the challenging questions posed by life for me. And I went from being a young woman with a beautiful boy, my son. And I liked how I looked. And like all people, I would look at myself in the mirror many times a day. But somehow I never noticed the growth sticking out of my own throat. See, this is, I call this ignorance of the self. I have a great deal of compassion for the young woman that I was. The degree of unawareness I had about myself. I can't even say that I knew who I was at that point. But it created an internal fire, a passion, a drive, a deep, deep driving desire to become somebody that is healed, to remain somebody that is healed, and to make that into an offering to the world. And so that tumor has led me to 20 years of studying and reading and questioning and pondering, experimenting with myself. And to this day, I'll be 50 this year. My desire is so strong, so clear. There is nothing I want to do in this world other than what I do. So most of my work is with women, whether it's workshops, public events, yoga studio teaching, <clears throat> or the bulk of my work is private clients. It is all focused on emotional healing. It is focused on awakening this deeper part of ourselves that yearns to be expressed internally and externally, that wants to come alive, that wants to be a beautiful expression of the divine in the world. You see, we are here to experience all of life 
joy, sorrow, pleasure, pain, loss, tragedy, happiness, contentment. And life is here to nourish us. Life is not here to punish us. For a long time, I believed that my life was a punishment since my teenage years. And that was a mistake of my intellect that was completely in my hands to fix, to release this incredible lie and false belief and to come and stand in the light of the truth that life is here to nourish me and only I could do this for myself and only you can do this for yourself many years later began watching a man named Sadhguru on YouTube. I was so mesmerized by him. I had never wanted a guru. I had never wanted a teacher. I read a lot of self-help books. I listened to lectures, but I did not want a teacher. I didn't quite have a, a passion or a drive to finding a teacher. But I was mesmerized by Sadhguru. He was funny. He told beautiful stories. He was very pragmatic, practical, and sharp. Very modern guru. And his love for nature and mysticism is something I was able to relate to from the very beginning. In my next podcast, I will talk about how I met Sadhguru. And how that elevated me to another level of self-awareness. And many other aspects of my own personal evolution. But what I want to say to all of you today and remind myself is if there's any part of our physical body, if there's any part of our emotional body that is hurting, that is asking for attention, that is asking to heal, please be generous. Please be generous with yourself. Please pay attention to yourself, to the body, to the emotional body, to the mind. Please examine what needs to be seen. My journey has been primarily using Ayurveda, yogic sciences. But I'm not going to say that it is for you. Only you have to decide what is for you. I have many clients who take Western medications and practice a lot of different types of holistic practices and it works for them. 
It is not for me to tell anyone what to do with their bodies and minds. But I can tell you what I have done and will continue to do. Sometimes life must create a tornado within. For me, the tornado was the tumor. And I was not going to give in to this tumor. I did not care how terrified I was. I was not going to give in to the stagnation. In fact, I was going to do the opposite. I needed to know why I got this tumor and there was no endocrinologist who was going to tell me. I was going to discover it for myself. And let me tell you, it was uncomfortable. It was painful. I was angered. I was determined. I was sad. I was so scared. But not doing it was never an option for me. I know, like all of us, I came here to live a very full life. I love life. I would say a majority of my sadness in my younger days was from the fact that I did not know how to be, how to enjoy, how to be joyful, how to be happy. And this tumor has been a great teacher to me. It showed me every facet of my being that was hungry to be expressed, that was hungry to be seen, seen by myself before being seen by anyone else. I went through phases of deep anger towards my family, towards my culture, until I was able to recognize that there's really no one to blame. But the responsibility of my health and well-being emotionally, physically, spiritually, and psychologically was squared in my own hands. And those of you who know me personally know my immense capacity to handle things. So I handled it and will continue to till my last exhale. So if you are wanting to live a full life, if you're wanting to be engaged fully in this process of life on this exquisite planet, and yes, despite the immense sorrow and destruction we see in this world, this is still a very beautiful place. It's a great school for transformation, for living, for loving, for healing, for awakening to this powerful consciousness in us. Then do not for a moment hesitate. Do not for a moment make any other excuses to begin your healing journey. 
These are your inhales and exhales. These are your heartbeats. They belong only to you. And there is a finite amount of time for all of us here on this earth. So what are you going to do for you? What are you going to do for you? Because you deserve it and because it is your responsibility. And because I am such a huge, huge fan of meditation, and that sounds so silly, but I'm going to recommend that you go and listen to the Heart-Based Meditation podcast. And if there's one thing you do for your personal healing today, listen to that podcast, sign up, to become initiated into heart-based meditation. Start there. Meditation heals body, mind, heart, chakras, karmas, everything. Everything. Your whole being. And if you have any questions for me, if you have any comments, if you're inspired feel free to drop me a note through my website, which will be in the show notes, apurnakanokar.com. And as many of you may know, I work privately with clients. So if you're interested in working with me, you can also reach me through my website, the contact form. And lastly, I just want to remind you once again, Your well-being is in your hands. Your well-being is your responsibility. Don't squander it. Be joyful. Be an expression of joy and truth and beauty and power. Give yourself this gift of healing and awakening and being a bright light in this world. And I thank you so much for listening to the Heal and Awaken podcast. My name is Aparna. I'm your host. Feel free to share this. Please review it. And if you're inspired, please consider making a small donation to this podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, I wish you perfect health, happiness, and well-being.